Okay, uh, hopefully we got some fire cooked up for the intro because uh, we're going to outsource it for the first time this week. I think that's news to Rory. It only took me like three months to find someone to edit it. Um, and so we'll, we'll give shout outs to him uh, later in the show. But episode 10, I think, I probably should check that before each episode. But we have none other than Rod Gomez from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Rod has his foot in literally probably a dozen baskets. This dude does it all, football, NASCAR. We were just talking before the show about social medias and how busy this guy is. So uh, super pumped to have you on. Thanks for making some time for us. I know he's out on the West Coast, so he's drinking early. The sun's probably still up over there. Uh, but Rod, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Hey, good. And believe it or not, no, the sun is actually down. We are putting ourselves to bed. It is 630 here, though, on the West Coast. But guys, I am so stoked to be on the show. You guys don't understand how much of a fan I am of you guys just in general and, and this whole NASCAR community that we got going on. Because look, man, this this has become a family real quick. And with cousins like you guys in the space, I mean, it just makes hanging out that much better. I will say I'm sorry. I apologize right in advance. I know that the drink of choice for this show is is Bush lattes, but do you understand how hard it is to not have to buy more than a keg of Bush Light at a time? I went to grocery stores. I went to local supermarkets. I went to the dude on the corner that's literally pushing a shopping cart and said, buddy, can I buy one can of Bush Light? And he said to me, son, you don't drink one can of Bush Light. So I... <laughs> I went to my local craft store and got myself some Disco Ninja uh, Hazy IPA. I'll drink with you in spirit. For tonight, we'll consider this a Bush Light. Fair enough. I, I appreciate the effort. Uh, I haven't been drinking Bush Lights in probably four weeks. because you know, the headaches. I'm getting old. I'm, I'm 26 over here. I'm hanging out with some old farts. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Rod, thanks for coming on. I, I ask everybody this, this question because... Um, I think it's a very neat question and it's not really talked about and I'm trying to get all my buddies to be NASCAR fans even though they don't think it's a sport but anyway Rod how did you become a NASCAR fan when did you start gambling on it and then the follow-up question that I'll ask you later is when did you realize that you were good at this and you could maybe do this for a living and kind of elaborate on what kind of other sports you do and other kind of podcasts and stuff like that. Oh my God. Okay. Let me take a drink now because we're going to be here for a while. Cheers. Oh, listen, let's cheers. So here's the thing back in 2003 or even before that, I, I was one of those guys that said the NASCAR wasn't a sport, right? I was like, ah, uh, uh, left turns, blah, blah, blah. Like this is boring. This can't, how can this be fun? I never really gave it a shot until 2003. And my brother, we were watching, I was home on leave. I, I was in the army. So we sat down and he says, Hey, Daytona's this weekend. It's it's kind of a big race in NASCAR. This is, you know, something that everybody looks forward to. Why don't you watch it with me? Because my brother was a big NASCAR fan, loved uh, Dale Sr., uh, and so by proxy ended up being a Kevin Harvick fan later on down the road. So in 2003, I watched the Daytona 500 with him, right? And I'm watching the Daytona. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there's so much more going on than I gave this credit for. And especially, you know, with a, with a Daytona race, of course, that's the pageantry of it all. The, the drafting, the everything that happens at a Daytona. And I was like, wow, okay, this isn't bad. Now, that year was the year that the rain-shortened uh, uh, Michael Waltrip win. So, unfortunately, we didn't get all, all the laps in. I know, but, uh, but I was like, you know what? Okay, I kind of like this. So, my brother says to me, he says, all right, listen. If you're going to watch this, I'll give you three races. Because I was heading back to, to New York at the time. And I said, okay, 
I'm going back to New York. I'll keep watching. He goes, fine. You get three races. You get to pick yourself a driver after three races. I was like, okay. So I watched a couple more races. I was like, oh, well, you know what? I kind of like this 48 kid. Um, he's from California. I'm from California. We're right around the same age. Like it was all, it also sort of said, okay, this is his what third year, I think, or, or even second year in, in the, in the cup series at that point. And I said, okay, I said, brother, I'm picking the 48 car. That's going to be mine. I like that Lowe's car. Look, look, I love Jimmy Johnson. Cool. So there it was seven championships later. I mean, look, the rest of the season, I, I got hooked seven championships later. I'm, I was even more hooked. So, um, I, that's how I started being a NASCAR fan was picking the right driver right out of the gate. I'll tell you that right now. It wasn't a bad guy to pick. That's for sure. Yeah, no. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this was, this was before Jimmy was a thing. So I, I got lucky there. So fast forward to, you know, right around the time I started to get out of the army, I just it got hard to watch a full season of NASCAR and, and do the things that I wanted to do. So I kind of took a break there for a couple of years, uh, watching full seasons. I would catch a race here and there, but not necessarily. What, what year is this? This was right around 20, God, I want to say 2011, 2012 okay. in that vicinity. So I took a couple of years off of, of watching it full time. I would catch a race here, catch a race there. I keep up on it. But then um, a couple of seasons ago, I've always been a writer. I've always been a podcaster. I've been podcasting since 2006. Uh, wow. So like, I just, I've always been involved in sports in some way, shape or form. So I start writing for uh, Canadian football DFS, right? That was my kind of door in to the industry as it were. So then I was like, okay, well, I know a little something about NASCAR. So I started writing NASCAR DFS, right? This was about 2015, actually 2016 around that point. Um, but I'm mean, going to, it just sort of snowballed after I joined the sports gambling podcast network as a writer for NFL Thursday night football. Then I moved to uh, DFS showdown slates. Then I started to become a podcaster for the fantasy football show. And then again, it just snowballed from there. I brought up NASCAR. Me and Cody Zeeb started podcasting for NASCAR. I continued to write for NASCAR DFS. But the gambling part of it, I didn't, I didn't even get into until I joined the network. You know, it's a sports gambling podcast network. So I had to learn and teach myself how to talk about gambling things uh, on top of sports things. So I, I guess that's how I sort of got into the gambling aspect of it was just being able to have that show and to learn that part of the sport and, and to really take in everything that had to offer and be able to, to regurgitate in some way that people could understand uh, what to bet on and who to bet on and how to bet on it. So how did I figure out was good enough for me to, to make a living out of? I, I just did. I mean, honestly, it, it, I know that there's no secret formula to anything, but people started paying me to do this. So that's when I figured I'm actually good enough for people to pay me to do this. You know, am I superstar level? No, I don't even want to be superstar level. I just want to be happy with people paying me to talk about racing things, you know, and that's, that's really the dream, right? So that's where we're at today is that I'm sustaining my lifestyle by being able to talk and, and have people pay me to talk about this stuff. And it's, it's just a, a crazy, crazy dive that just goes all the way back to 2003 when this dumb, dumb, non-educated, un-NASCAR folk picks Jimmy Johnson to, to be his favorite driver, and here we are. Well, here we are. That's awesome. It's, uh, you're talking about kind of all the different shows that you do and, and writing columns and, and whatnot, and it seems like, it, you know, this time is precious. It seems like, you know, you're on one show, and then you're like, okay, I'll be there right at this time because I'm hopping off this show, and so we, we appreciate 
you doing this. And this is something that I know Rory and I do for fun. And, you know, we both have day jobs and I joke about it sometimes on the show and, and on Twitter. Um, and so this, you know, it's last week we had Chris Worm on or two weeks ago we had Chris Worm on. And he was also someone that does this for a living. And it's, it's really cool to pick your brain and your mindset and someone that, that is just staring and talking and thinking sports all day long. There's so much information to be gained from that. So this week uh, we left Martinsville. And I, I'm not going to set the record this week for keeping Rory quiet because he was at the track and he was at the race. And he said his only regret is that he didn't whip out his phone when Chastain uh, ran the boards there at Martinsville. But Rory, I know you got some cooked up for later in the, in, the, in the episode, but give me a little synopsis on Martinsville. Ty Gibbs getting dumped. Chastain riding the wall. It's been a hot topic this week. What's popping? He's a punk. He needs his nose flattened. Hey, like, I heard the word on the street is uh, Mr. Gibbs took his Xbox away for a week. <laughs> I love that. That was that was beautiful. I mean, it was one of the like just most blatant things I've ever seen in my life, and it may have been the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life because how in the hell? do you ask your crew chief, are the gloves off here? And he says, yes. And Joe Gibbs or somebody there doesn't hear that and is like, hey, you dumbasses. If he wins and gets in, we got two of my cars in here, not just one of them. I mean, I'm just saying, like, this punk is going to get his ass whooped at some point if he keeps it up. He may think that he runs the Xfinity series or whatever and this and that. But I'm telling you right now, he does this up in the cup series. It's not going to take but one time for him to learn his lesson and calm down unless it's just some soft ass because that this is, that's why I gave him the double bird. I even made it on the damn big screen at the track. Pretty damn right, cool, baby. ain't it? <laughs> that Land picture is electric. Boys. Hey, if y'all haven't seen that picture, go check it out on on his uh, Twitter. It's it's pretty incredible. Double bird. I, I I wish they would have put that on the TV broadcast. I mean, it was literally up on like the screen at the track because the old lady seen it. Her and my oldest like were like, and I I was like, huh? And I was like, oh man, I missed it. That that's awesome though, you know. But we uh. We had a great time this weekend. It it was nice weather. We didn't get any rain, and it was like 60s. So, I mean, you weren't weren't out there sweating your ass off. It put on a pretty good show, in my opinion. I mean, it was boring at times, but that was pretty electric right there towards the end. The old lady said, this is the most boring race I've ever been to. And then she created all this fucking chaos. It, all right. It's like, Whitney's fault. hundred percent. Absolutely. Like she's the mind, you know, the, the, that whisper, the NASCAR whisper, if you want excitement to happen. And I was like, we don't want excitement to happen. We want this bitch stay green. Yeah. And the only excitement I want is like Christopher Bell, maybe blowing a tire or something on the last lap after we already took the white flag. And I win more money if Ryan Blaney wins this race. That's the only excitement Rory wants to see. And little if 
you know, that you know, she created the Chastain moment. I mean, she she's awesome. You know, she didn't even say anything is about she, Hamlin she, winning this weekend. And that's why I didn't take Hamlin. Luckily, I couldn't take Hamlin live because my internet was shit down there. I mean, come on, NASCAR. What the hell was that? We, we got to get my man's internet rolling if you want me to lie bet on something you know i mean it 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 was just her mo- moment let me ask you a question pull, pulling off all the excitement is whitney coming on the show later can i ask her who she's got or can you spill the beans because i'm taking first of all i'm taking whoever Derek is on because we got boots on the ground and we're two for two the last two weeks with boots on the ground. And Whitney is like the NASCAR whisperer. So is she coming on later or can we spill the beans? Now? You, you think just like I do, because I was already going to tell her, Hey, we're going to make you make some picks on here. We got to see yeah. these outrights one outright for every series on Shitbox shit of the week. Yes, sir. Oh, Rod, I forgot to tell you, this is how disjointed our podcast is. I didn't even tell Rod he had to have a, a pick for each series. It's called a shitbox bet of the week. Hey, listen, I'm I'm juiced. Let's go. I mean, we just made our our uh, betting episode yesterday, so I'm good. We're we are we cover all three series in that one as well. So let's go. Let's go, baby. All right, Martinsville. Well, we've already talked about Ty Gibbs and how he got his Xbox taken away. I went. I meant to give credit to NASCAR Prophecy on that because that was funny. He tweeted that. I think it was him. I hope it was him. Really, but Ross Chastain. I have had no less than 20 people that do not give two sideways F words about NASCAR texting me, Instagram messaging me. I know a lot of people in the space have felt the same way. That was nuts. I mean, the telemetry data that came out after the fact, the melons that were in that car for Ross Chastain to just attempt that move. And I can't remember who said it on the radio, but, for you to actively make that thought and then transfer that thought into action and actually do something like that is absolute blasphemy. And it actually worked, which is just so nuts to me. And to Kyle Larson and Joey the Ghana and whoever else wants to try to outlaw this, boo you. This has brought so many eyes to this sport in a positive way that we haven't had in probably the last I don't know, seven, eight, 10 years. All the, all the news that comes out about NASCAR is bad or it's Bubba Wallace this or Bubba Wallace that or X, Y, Z this, you know, or it's a fight. Like this positive viewership and this perspective that people see like, oh my gosh, that was literally a video game move. That's my two cents. I think it's phenomenal. I do not think that we should be worried about this happening every week. I don't think it's going to happen at Phoenix. I think there's definitely a possibility that someone could try it, but I don't think it's possible. Rod, do you have an opinion one way or the other? Do you want him to crack down on it? Do you want him to let the boys have at it? What are you, what are you feeling? It would be absolute idiocracy to do anything less than praise the moment. Now, again, we may not see this ever again because of the simple fact of, of everything that it took for that to even happen in the first place, right? Obviously, like you said, the telemetry, just just no one's thought of it as far as being able to pull it off like that. I'm sure, I'm sure it's gone through somebody's head at one point in time, like, well, what if I just throw this against the wall and hope it sticks, right? But nobody's been absolutely dumb enough to do it until Ross Chastain. 
But now, I, I, it's like I said, and I said this uh, in the in-between media and my show. Remember that scene in Top Gun where, where Maverick makes that aggressive move and he goes down and he gets the, the MiG under the hard deck and, and they're in the trailer afterwards and Charlie's like, you know, w- that was the dumbest move you could have possibly done. Like, there's no way that anybody should ever do this again. I think we've proven that this is how not to race or, or fly this plane, right? That, that's what they were doing in the briefing room. But, you know, Chastain probably left. That was, was a little disjointed and, and mad and drove off in his motorcycle. But the NASCAR official chased him down in his car and was like, but you didn't let me finish. There was some genius in that. And, you know, I see some very, very positive things in your driving. And I can't say that because everybody else is going to want to do it afterwards. That's, that's exactly what happened with Ross Chastain. Like, I think he got, I think he got admonished. But by the same token, it's like, look, this was a move that put NASCAR on the map for the week in a, in a society where everybody is, is just distracted by dangling keys every five seconds. This, at the very least, was five seconds that they were actually paying attention to NASCAR. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Rory, you want to chime in on Ross or you want to, you want to move on? Oh, shit. Ross, Ross is my man. Like, that, that's Melon Boy right there. I already have my Ross Chastain riding the wall shirt ordered. Like, give me, give me all that. I'm riding him 25 to one into this. I took him in the middle of the year and I wish I would have grabbed him earlier and got even that bigger number on him. I mean, dude, straight baller. He's a race car driver. Like a lot of people ain't used to that nowadays, but he's, he, he's a, he's a Dale Earnhardt, a, uh, uh, Joey Logano, you know, Joe, Joey reminds me like, well, Ross reminds me a lot of Joey coming in, you know, besides the height did, didn't anybody know who this guy was as far as like just getting a few rides here and there. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh shit, he can drive. He won Las Vegas first race, first race in the trucks. And it's just, uh, it's, it's actually a pretty pretty cool story if you ask me. A guy that just is he 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 just come from like nothing basically. I mean, other than they own a big ass watermelon farm, probably have enough money to put him up a late model, you know, as a kid or something like that. And then he just took the rest of it up there. He's not a big name. He doesn't know anybody. He just, I mean. Straight up baller, in my opinion. I love the guy. I mean, I know a lot of people crack on him and this and that, but it's just racing hard. And sometimes this car, I feel like, is hard to drive. So if you're driving it hard, sometimes I think mistakes show up more in this car than in generations past. And it ends up causing things to happen. And I think even Denny, once he sat down with Ross, realized – you know, I don't think this guy really, you know, meant meant everything. Like, it, Denny got his point shown. I mean, Denny won Pocono and then didn't win Pocono, <laughs> you know. But he got his message across at Pocono, in my opinion. I think Ross messed up straight out of the gate and should have took the inside lane there instead of giving Denny the inside. He should have been thinking – this guy's going to run me up against the wall. He's not going to give me any room. 
And Ross almost freaked out in that moment, in my opinion. He he ran, he ran did a Bubba Wallace and ran himself into the wall because somebody slid up the track and then got – he didn't come back down and take anybody out like Bubba. But if you go back and look at either one of those instances, there was still room there to be given. They just couldn't hang right there, on, apparently, or either it just got them so loose it moved them up. But – Neither one of those were intentional incidents as far as Hamlin was. Hamlin knows what he's doing right there because he really gets Ross in the marbles, in my opinion. The Kyle Larson incident with Bubba is total just, dude, you look like a fucking idiot right now. And there's a lot. A lot of people out here in the gambling world that have a lot of money on you right now and and are starting to trust you and think that you have your head screwed on straight. And that totally veered me off from him, like betting on him for the rest of the season. I want to see what it looks like next year because he had a lot of momentum riding for for himself. I mean, he he was he was actually taking fast cars and and producing i mean it it was it was a it was a sight to see and then now we're going backwards because he hasn't really been running good lately and then showing your ass like that on on national tv that's not cool after you know how hard this car hits and you 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 gotta be you gotta be thinking right there i mean what the hell happens if freaking my man doesn't catch bell right there I don't know. Rod, what, anybody? <laughs> what, what do y'all got? Huh? I, I was waiting for you to answer yourself. <laughs> That's what I thought he was going to do. He's going for 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll weigh in on the. On well, the I mean, some that. things get me more excited than other oh, things. I know, and buddy. when I get on like a topic that I'm really hard pressed on. Damn right. And, and you want to see Bubba succeed. Like. Like, there's a lot of people backing Bubba. Rod, I mean, you left the door only, open again. How bad? He, he's representing the GOAT of basketball. Representing the GOAT. He comes in to NASCAR, and that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And this man puts you in his car, and then you act like a freaking fool out there. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Michael Jordan hit somebody in the mouth. Okay, that's very obvious. I mean, we've all seen the footage of of different events that have occurred with Michael. But, I mean, Michael didn't, like, try to kill anybody. (laughs) I love – We're out of of Halloween, so, you know, I'm not talking about Michael Myers here. I'm just talking about Michael J. I asked a question about Ross Chastain at Martinsville. If he gets on Michael Jordan punching people and killing people. This is the train of thought that I love listening to every week with you guys, too. (laughs) That's why that's it's probably why, Mark, I'm not I'm not jumping in is because I feel like I'm just listening again. Like, I (laughs) I forget where I'm at. I forget that I actually can say something. We're proven examples that anybody can bet on NASCAR and win. Damn right. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll make this point about Denny um, as, as we probably wrap this part of this up. Uh, just, just the fact that when he was asked about what he just saw with Ross Chastain, I don't know that he wrapped his brain around the situation that quickly. 
right? Knowing that he just got punted from the championship four on a move that literally was not anywhere in anybody's radar. I don't know that you could react that quickly to something like that. So I loved his answer as just like, what can you say? Like that was a move, right? And I think at that point, whatever Denny harbored for, for Ross at that point, any of the hard feelings that he may have built up, dude, if that were me and, and somebody just did that, I'd be like, you know what? Okay. You got me, man. <laughs> you, this is over. This feud's done. You win. I'm going to just go back to my trailer with my millions of dollars and, and be happy. This is I the think first it time. Chap- that- I think it chapped Hamlin's ass. Sure. This that, is the, that that happened and then i think hamlin felt better about it after he found out well fuck i wasn't gonna make it anyway this was good for the sport hamlin is about the sport i give dennis yeah, a hard yeah. time because of just i've never really liked denny hamlin that and then I know people that like Denny Hamlin, so I like talking shit to them, and I fully enjoy talking shit. So it it, it works out both ways, and I think Dennis is good for the sport, though. Like, I give him a hard time. All right, what I was going to say, and I, I, I actually like Denny Hamlin somewhat, but sometimes I, I will jump on the, the Dennis hate train with Rory. Because uh, it's fun some weeks. But, Rod, when you said that, that was the first time that I had realized, and I don't know why it took me this long, to realize that the Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain feud and then Ross Chastain pulling this move to beat Hamlin. I can't believe it took me that long to realize that. But that's actually crazy. Um, and what what can you say? The, 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 the soundtrack and the soundbite of the radio that NASCAR put out on all their socials about the drivers, the spotters, the crew chiefs, and all their reaction. I mean, they were all like, in the words of Eddie DeHunt, what the hell? I mean, everyone was just like, couldn't believe what they saw. Me, I'm watching on the TV, and it looks like the replay, the first probably four or five times I watch it, it looks like it's sped up, like it's fast forward, like they're trying to like manipulate something and make this clip. But in reality that's how fast he was actually going. Uh, and shout out to, um, God, I gotta, I gotta have this stuff on deck, man. Let me go find it. Shout out to the guy that does the, he just came on our show, uh, that does the, the laps and where, if it went green, they did the thing auto racing analytics. That's my guy there. He puts out the, uh, if every lap was Ross Chastain's riding the wall lap, uh, he would have beat Christopher Bell in second place by 50 laps. Uh, and then Larson, Hamlin, and Blaney by 51 laps. I thought that was super cool. So without further ado, and without getting cut off by my co-host, uh, let's transition to bets at Phoenix. Comp tracks, I am using Martinsville, Phoenix 1, both Richmond's, Gateway, and New Hampshire. Definitely put a lot of weight into Phoenix. I know that was a long time ago. It feels like decades ago. The car was brand new. Um, you know, obviously there's a bunch of eyes on it. We all know that they were returning to the championship race at Phoenix. And I used the comp tracks heavily this week. And when looking at the odds, it's a little disappointing. It's, it's not that fun. I understand why Vegas does this. And I understand why the, the odds makers have to do this. Well, I guess they don't have to, but they're looking back at, at history. They're looking back at what has historically happened. And that's that, 
at least three of these four guys are going to be in the top five, going to be in the top four. Uh, the last two years, I believe they've, the championship guys have finished one through four. It's, you know, NASCAR, if you're listening, it just, this is a disclaimer. I have to say this. It's great for the sport when the champion wins the race. And it's great for the media when the champion wins the race. And it's great for everybody. So what makes you think that the driver in the cup series, I know it's happened in the truck series with Matt Crafton, but there's no way that a championship guy doesn't win this race. And so that's why these odds makers, in my opinion, are making these odds so low. Now, if you're me and you go through hot and cold streaks throughout the season, you get free bets. And when I get those free bets and I have to pay the man, I put them on championship futures. So I currently have Christopher Bell at 28 to one. I have Ross Chastain at 40 to one. I have Logano preseason 12 to one. And I have Elliott sprinkled in anywhere from like four to one to seven to one. So I have a little bit of a stress-free weekend and I'm going to be looking for some matchups to hammer. And I'm also going to be looking at a little Kyle Larson top five action because I am one person that is totally sold on the owner's title. I know we haven't seen it much in the cup series where we're having different drivers and owner's titles. Um, but if you've listened to the last two weeks, Martinsville and Homestead of Kyle Larson's radio, they talk about it during the race. They are 100% invested in this owner's title. And we've said it a bunch of times this week on a bunch of different shows. It pays more than the driver's title. I think Kyle Larson's going to have a car. Is he going to go out and win the race and win the owner's title? Ah, that's tough. I know, I know Rory's got an 18 to one ticket on him, but, um, Fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. So, Rod, my question to you is, do you have championship futures alive? And after that, how are you going to bet this race with these low numbers at the top? Uh, no more championship futures alive. I, I, I just kind of ended my own market because I was like, ah, I'm good. Uh, but here's, here's the thing. This is what's unique about NASCAR in general, is that no other sport allows a team to come back into the championship game and try to win a game or, or a series. So like if that were that were to be like if the San Francisco Giants were to come back and try to compete in game four of the World Series, right, to try to win a game, it doesn't happen. NASCAR is wide open. Yes, these four drivers are running for the championship, but there are also 30 some odd other cars out there on the track that are trying to win the race. So that's what I absolutely love about NASCAR and that it gives anybody a chance to win the race. Yeah, of course, the highest finisher of the championship four are going to win the championship, but there's still other drivers out there trying to win the race. So when you approach this and Cody and I talk about it all the time, obviously sometimes it's hard to, to swallow a plus two thirty for a winner of a race, right? Because it just doesn't seem like the value is there to bet on a chase Elliott to win this race. So obviously when the books decide that they want to favor so heavily, these first four and then drop it off to plus 1500 for Kyle Larson, who again has something to run for, please take that and run with it because you're never going to get plus 1500 for Kyle Larson almost anywhere else. So it's jump on. plus plus 1800. Is it 1800 now? <laughs> well, it's 1500. He it, got it. It, it didn't last very long after I, I was actually, I had it pulled up on my phone. I had texted worm. I was like, I've already asked a few people about this. What do you think? Do you think I'm freaking crazy or what? And as soon as I seen NASCAR prophecies, 
notification pop up on the top of my phone. I was like, I don't have time for Worm to read this. I better take this now. And that line immediately went to 1500. Yeah. I'm not taking credit for it. I'm I'm not (laughs) taking credit for that. I'm giving it to NASCAR Prophecy because I know he laid a little coin on that. So Rod, are you what market sparks your interest the most? Matchups, top tens. I actually think the top ten market is pretty normal this week. There's a bunch of guys at even money, uh, a bunch of guys below the minus one fifty mark. So, w- what catches your eye other than the top four? Well, the top ten market, I just, oh man, I feel like it's so juiced. But one thing I did, and and I've heard this over and over again, and it just it bears repeating anywhere you can repeat it, is that what I don't understand. I'm seeing Elliot at like minus 650. All these top four guys are are like triple down or whatever. But Kevin Harvick is still at minus 170. Like, mm-hmm. I know that it's been said before. Again, I'm not the first to bring it up, and I probably won't be the last all week long. But when you're almost, I mean, it's not necessarily even money, but it's it's definitely not juiced to the point where you don't want to take this at minus 170 for Kevin Harvick to do exactly what he's done how many years in a row now? I mean, the, the, the streak is there, right? Like, it's a lot. 18, 18, I think. 18. 18, 18 races in a row, man. 18, and if you're telling me that a guy's done this 18 times in a row and you're still giving me odds like that for it, you got to hammer down on that. Like, that's that's not even a Here, question. Here's the thing with Harvey. Childers is coming back, and I – Fully have confidence in Childers coming back and Harvick at this track. Getting the top 10 versus, let's say, the the next person in line in my way of thinking, if you're going to lay some juice on the top 10, is it would be Ryan Blaney because, yes, he was fast here earlier this year. But then again, also, how much attention is being paid to Ryan Blaney's car this week? Versus Joey Logano's, and then you have Harvick coming in as top dog, getting your crew chief back that, in my opinion, he is my favorite crew chief. The dude is straight up awesome, amazing. He does things with that car that pushes the outer, you know, just limits of what NASCAR wants you to do, and he bends the rules, and I love it because – I'm old school NASCAR. I mean, I walk around with a Tim Richmond hat on, you know, all the time. So it it's a pretty, pretty amazing thing that how in the hell do Harvick and him not have more, more championships together? I, I fully believe that with what he did with that Ford car, when they left Chevrolet to do what, what Childers did to that car and won the amount of races in that Ford car. If you go back and look at how many other wins Ford's had all together through those years, it's no way that all of them, all of them barely pass what Harvick has done in that Ford racing car all these years. And, and how much of a coincidence is it that it's Rodney behind behind that car versus everybody else's car and not to not to not to mention kevin harvick is a nasty ass driver if he wouldn't have been in richard childress's junk all those years starting out the beginning of his career that organization fell off 
Once, I mean, it was immediate just Kevin Harvick's the fastest race car every week at this racetrack once he went over went over to Stuart Haas. Like, that thing was beautiful. That Bowiser number four, it was fast. It, it was freaky fast. You remember it had the Jimmy John's freaky fast on it back then. So I, that was – that's my opinion opinion on on the whole canals with Johnson. It's always a crew chief that wins somebody a lot of races and championships because not only does that man have to put a fast race car up underneath these guys, like he has to make the right call at the right time. And how many times have we seen the championship come down to that, especially at Homestead, in my opinion, like a lot of times Homestead just puts on such a beautiful show. It, it, it is the perfect mile and a half, in my opinion. Like I know a lot of other people think that, but here at Phoenix, I, I don't know how much of, of a pit call is going to come into play unless we just don't have any tire wear, but Paul Wolf, in my opinion, is up there with the Childers, the the Canalses of the past, Harry Hyde back in the day. Like Paul Wolf is this generation's like we got to make the right call, and I roll with it. You have to have those major league set of balls, the Serrano balls, you know, where you're shutting down the base to make those calls. And in my opinion. That is awesome. Like, that's what adds so much chaos to the sport. And if people aren't, like, into into it, they don't understand this. That's why you need to be into it, into it. Go back and watch some stuff. We're going to get Mark in the offseason. We're just going to have, like, me and him. We're going to sit here and turn a movie on, and we're, we're going to start watching things so he learns the history of NASCAR. Yeah, I have no idea who Harry Hyde is, but uh, I'm intrigued. Jesus. Freaking Christ, JF. JF, come on. <laughs> Rod knows. I know Rod has to know. If Rod tells me who Harry Hyde is. Hold on, ready? Uh, just keep talking, which is not hard for you. I'm going to grab something real quick and I'm going to show you what I got. So you shit the bed, Mark. I have what? a feeling. I have a feeling you have shit the bed on all of us. Up oh, there we go. See Rod. NASCAR Rod Chronicles. Rod knows, baby. Rod he is has to up. get and Rod has to get into the history of things, and I love that. Let's I'm go, Rod. Up a book that goes all the way back to uh, nineteen before NASCAR. Okay, this is like my this is like my kindergarten thing before NASCAR. Okay, now and it goes all the way every single year through like the nineteen seventies. Look at, look at, I'm about to get Rory super excited. Rory, you better look, buddy. Look at the, that's your NASCAR right there, my friend. <laughs> Who, who's that right there? Who, who's in that picture? Oh, this, Fireball Roberts. There's a couple of guys, actually. There's nah, uh, Dick, those look like Dick plenty. Brooks. Dick Brooks was in that one. Elmo Langley, Bobby Allison in the 16, and then Daryl Waltrip, 17, and Richard Petty, 43. That was 1975. Yeah, that's why I said those look like Plymouths right there i knew what i was looking at i knew it was 70s i just had i couldn't see it good enough to name out the people i, I couldn't let rory not go a little bit uh a little bit excited there about that i've watched a lot of like old school shit like I, that's why i said 
Mark, I'm coming down there on vacation next year to Florida, and we're just gonna we're gonna watch NASCAR old school races and send the ladies yeah. out there to the beach. Yeah, we'll just hit the uh, hit the dugout and watch the NASCAR races. How about that? That sounds like an awesome plan. Yes, sir. A little inside information there. All right, let's talk best. So I have an extremely juicy outright winner parlay that is greater than plus 4,000. And it's the winner from the trucks, the winner from the Xfinity series, and the winner for the Cup series. These are all outright bets, plus 4,000 parlay. And I really struggled with the truck series. It was either going to be Chandler Smith or Ty Majeski. And I ended up going with Chandler Smith exactly. to win outright. Then Gragson, because I already hold a Ty Gibbs ticket, and I think it's coming between them two. So I added Gragson, like, plus 175 to the parlay. And then, as I gave out on Derek's show, Christopher Bell will be the winner of the championship race this Sunday. So I added Christopher Bell plus 300, and Chandler Smith is also plus 300. And if you parlay those together, that comes out to a juicy plus 4,000. So that was my first bet of the week because I like to have fun with some bets and make some crazy parlays on Nevada because I am not in a legal betting state. I am in Florida. Um, but I'll go ahead and throw out my shit boxes of the week. And they are the three drivers that I just named. <laughs> <laughs> we and So last year I started this. I'm going to continue this tradition. You know, the, these bets – the, the odds stink. Uh, it's the championship race. If you don't have your outrights and free bets, don't talk to me. No, I'm just kidding. That's just kind of the way I roll. I, I lose money during the season. I place a bunch of free bets on outright guys. Um, so I'm riding that. that. I'm going to look at a, a few matchups. Um, maybe if I can get a good number in the trucks or Xfinity on some of these guys' top three in the championship, probably not. Um, but, yeah, my, my shitbox bets of the week are pretty boring this week. I will say – I do okay. I have two bonus picks that I'm gonna throw out there. Uh, Christopher Bell to win the poll at eight to one. I thought that number was way too high on Barstool. Kyle Larson's the favorite at plus six fifty, and then I think Logano and Chastain, uh, and then my boy Chris Bell. I just I was shocked to see Kyle Larson up at the front. I know it's, it has nothing to do with finishing position, and a lot's gonna change during the race. But I just thought it was it was very odd that Larson was was uh, the lowest favorite. So. Christopher Bell to win the poll, plus 800, 8 to 1. And then also, this is low-hanging fruit that I talked about on Derek's show on Wednesday night. Martin Truex versus Kyle Busch. And it's only minus 1. It opened at minus 120. It's now at minus 125. There haven't, hasn't been much, much movement, which has kind of worried me. We're recording this on Wednesday night. We have a long way to go for some money to be put down on Truex. But the, the absolute actual shitbox that JGR gave Kyle Busch to race last week at Martinsville was unbelievable. He was racing BJ McLeod in the second stage for position, like five laps down. That is inexcusable. So when I'm thinking about this bet, I'm thinking, is this like too easy? Am I like, am I looking at this thinking, or I am looking at this thinking like, why are they giving this to us? Does Vegas doesn't buy into the whole vacation Kyle Bush is out on bad terms type thing. I just, it's, it's been very difficult for me to get on this. However, I've already made the bet. So there's no going back now. I could buy out of it, 
maybe after practicing qualifying when when the number changes. But um, I like Martin Truex Jr. over Kyle Busch. I think Derek shouted out Chase Briscoe over Kyle Busch, which that almost seemed like a, a better bet to me. But I know I'm rambling now. I've given out about eight plays. But uh, shitbox bet of the week are Chandler Smith, Gregson, and Bell to win. Uh, bonus Bell to win the poll and Truex over Kyle Busch. I will give the floor to whoever wants to go next uh, to just roast me and my picks. And hopefully you guys have something better. How about uh, you, Rob? No, it's funny. I, I love it because your true X bet is exactly the same one that I gave out on my show for exactly the same reason. I don't know if they filled Bush's car with uh, lead and just cinder blocks to, to drive around, but boy, he just did not look good. This is his last race in a Gibbs car. Look, I know that I'm a professional, but there are sometimes, and, and Cody and I equated this to being in the military where you know that your time is, is almost up, right? You know that you're almost about to get out and become a civilian again. You know that you have a transition coming. So there are those days that you show up to work, like the last two or three days where you're just kind of like, what are they going to do to me at this point, right? I mean, I'll, I'll show up, but maybe I won't give my full effort. Maybe I'll just go ahead and, and bow out after lunch. That's where Kyle Busch is at right now. What are they going to do to him? He can't finish any worse than he did last week. I mean, he can, but not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? So I love, I love that Truex uh, bet because that's the one that I, I picked as well. I, I don't know if you're into group betting, but Eric Almarola is in group C. That is a very intriguing bet to me. I think he's going to be a top 10 car this week, at the very least, somewhere sniffing around that top 10. And he's grouped together with guys like Suarez, Bowman just coming back off of the concussion thing and Brad Keselowski, who has been running well. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I know that six car has done well, but uh, if he's proven anything is that you can't necessarily count on him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they took weight from Keselowski's car and put it in a Bush's car last week. That, that might be why he was lightweight uh, at the end of the race and didn't even get to a chance to hold his position. Uh, but that's, that's where I'm at there. As far as the three winners from the three uh, series, I'm taking Zane Smith to win the race, which would then put him as the winner of the championship there as well. Zane Smith's one of those guys that has been around the front all season long in the trucks, obviously won himself a nice bunch of races as well to go along with it. And out of the, out of the championship contenders, he's got the best price. Not only that, I think he's got the best shot to win this week because everybody else is going to be focused on those other big names out there. So I think, you know, with Chandler Smith being out there, with Ty Majeski being out there, I think Zane Smith has been floating under the radar, and he's been good. So I want Zane Smith, and he's at plus 400, so I like that. Um, as far as the Xfinity series, we're all in on Noah Gragson on the show. Yes, sir. Literally no way to – I mean, look, that dude races about as hard as Ross Chastain. Literally will put everything on the line – and, and show you what he ate for breakfast afterwards when it's all said and done. Like, you you literally see how dedicated he is after the race just for what he shows us on the racetrack. Um, so, but if Noah doesn't win, I threw out uh, uh, Josh Berry at plus 500. I do like those odds for him to be able to win. So, uh, I'll back you on Noah, but I'll also throw out Josh Berry just in case. And then, look, I got, as I got Rory's waving finger at me, um... I've got Ross Chastain to win this whole thing uh, at plus 400. The odds for Ross Chastain are just too juicy to let go at this point, because I will back anybody who's willing. I, I, like I have said it before too. I don't know if you have to keep all four wheels on the ground, 
but by and large, this guy will launch himself into the stratosphere if he can. You know, he'll he'll ramp himself off of a car if he needs to to get over. Like he'll hopscotch somebody. Um, so I don't know. We I don't think we've seen the end of what Ross is willing to do for a championship. So I'm backing that. I saw Greg Zipadelli put out that tweet of uh, the roller roller wheels on the side of the truck. I thought that was phenomenal. Yeah. But two of those guys that, that you mentioned, Ross Chastain and Noah Gragson, two guys that I absolutely love to bet on uh, just from the, the sheer aggression. So, Rory, shit boxes, what do you got? All right. So, I think we already know where I'm going with the truck series. You know, you got to bet on the guy that has the absolute hottest woman in the whole entire garage. It doesn't matter. Cup, Xfinity, wherever. Like, a man that can that can do that, you know, he reminds me a lot of myself. That's how I pulled my beautiful ass wife in. I mean, the, you, you, you got to have you, – you got to step up to the occasion here. And I, I'm like Rod on this. Why is nobody talking about Zane right here? Like, it's almost like Joey. Like, the more I got to thinking about Joey, which I'm holding a 16 on Joey. So, like, and that's why I haven't really been talking about Joey is because I already have Joey, you know what I mean? But Zane, that truck is going to be hooked up, I'm telling you. Friday night, that bitch is gonna be fast and they want his girlfriend fiance on television in victory lane holding that championship trophy for ratings baby so that's where we're going with zane on that fast ass truck all year the most consistent driver there has been with speed all year i mean he he's pretty damn impressive so we'll roll with zane there and then of course we know this podcast is full supporters of Noah fucking Gregson. Damn right, so, baby. We are hammering the shit out of Noah fucking Gregson. Like, there is no way that you're telling me that this guy is going to show up here and choke. He might puke in a fucking bag before this race is over. But what if this is the first one that he wins and he doesn't puke? Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Like, finally, I got the no, championship up, somewhere. I'm all That's in. What throw I'm it saying. up. Throw up with Rory picks. We'll, we'll, we'll drink enough shit. We, we, we can drink enough White Claws that I'm pretty sure you'll have my ass fucking puking after a few White Claws because them some bitches don't like me, so – with me and you, I'll have you a bush latte drinker like by the end of the day. Like we're we're not doing that that you know, just got got your panties in a wad and I want to drink white claws. Like how how do you do that? That that's not even humanly possible unless there is no beer to drink and that's your only alternative. And I have done that before at the Kid Rock concert down in Charlotte the other year with Hank Williams. They ran out of beer. I was like, who the fuck runs out of beer? But we got these white claws right here, the black cherry ones. And then the next thing you know, I wake up the next day and I'm so fucking hungover. I was like, I don't want to ever see another black cherry fucking white claw, you know? The sugar, bro. It's the sugar. Yeah. Shit on that, you know? Like, you, you just got to drink your whiskey straight and you got to damn drink 
bush lattes and you got to just, you got to chase them with it. You know, you got to take it easy on the whiskey. That's there for the extra kick. And then them bush lattes are so damn refreshing. I mean, how the hell do you turn them things down? I mean, everybody wants to talk about Coors Light, Bud Light, this and that. Doesn't anything go down smoother than a bush latte? Damn right. So you want my cup pick? You know who I'm going to take for the cup race. You know who I'm going to take for the Kyle Kyle motherfucking Rory. That's what I'm called. You know what I'm saying? Like when we're banging Larson and we're we're like Larson's gonna win this race. I think SC might have gave me that nickname a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it was fucking SC. But that's why we always got that KMFR up there. And then the oh. funny thing about it, yeah, the funny thing about it is is another guy, Mark knows him because he's in the chat with us. He he's He's a high, high up guy. He, he's pretty cool. Not within the sport or anything, but he'll even tell some NASCAR picks. You know what I'm saying? He's just all about winning. And I keep telling him, you, you got to hammer the NASCAR plays because when a man Skybox is spitting out them fucking 46 unit winners, why would you not want to be fucking playing that? I mean, I, in my opinion, like I, I ran across Mark started started following him just seen somebody i can't remember even what it was how i've seen his picks come up i guess it was the government spying on me and they fucking know that i talk about and love nascar so much and you know how twitter used to be like they're they're pulling all this information in there and they were like these two guys would just be beautiful together you know so they 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 made us available. I started like, I was like, God damn, he's pretty fucking good. <laughs> like, this is awesome. So when I seen that Mark was on the same shit as me, I go back and fucking add more. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, all right, cool. I got a guy right here that loves those fucking offshore matchups and loves yeah, right, smashing baby. them. And he's seeing the same thing that I am. Like, hell yeah. Like, we're, we're going to ride with that. So yeah, we got a little Kyle motherfucking roar. We jumped on it early. DraftKings. Like, either I'm going to look like a dumbass and y'all are going to look brilliant in this situation, or I think y'all are going off a years past and underestimating the chances of, like, a lot of people are like, yeah, but, but NASCAR doesn't want to see that. What if NASCAR does? What if they want to see? Kyle Larson doing donuts on Sunday and another car doing donuts on Sunday. And that's probably, probably going to be the nine, there could be three. nine car if this all there could, happens. There could know, be three. Like, there could be three donuts going on. How about that? How about oh, that? yeah. The owners, too. Yeah. So, well, you that's have, what so Ryan Blaney finished first. Kyle Larson finished second. Christopher Bell finished third. They're all doing donuts. Yeah, yeah. Because Ryan Blaney oh, wins the race. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so so how do we bet on this? Okay, well, I think – So I, these I, are all people that I'm on? I'm already on all these people, like, that I've been talking about this let's, week. I mean, let's I already parlay have – Let's parlay them, or, or, or why, don't we, why don't we get our own odds on that? Why don't we try to find somebody to, to lay some odds on that one and finish Blaney first, uh, Larson second, Bell third? 
Dude, this one that's thing bro, that I want exact boxes, brilliant. dude, for NASCAR would be so freaking sick. They would oh all be God. like, dude, they would all be like plus 100,000. It would be crazy. I, I, Please. Can we do that? Imagine? No, you can't do it, but could you imagine? No, I know, but I'm just saying, can we can we do that? Like, oh, yeah. We, let's, yeah. I, would, I would definitely love getting banned for life for that. <laughs> all you need is oh, one. on the books. All you need is one. I'd ha- I'd have to throw a hundred on that. I'd have to throw a hundred on that. Whatever they Listen, would let me put on. If put you're on. getting kicked off of legal books, you are okay with getting kicked off of legal books. That's all I got to say on that. All right, boys. Anything else to add until we get exacta boxes in NASCAR? Yeah, that needs to happen quickly. Yeah, we we have. Mrs. Rory picks. Oh, it's getting getting ready oh. to stop by and put oh. all of her outrights on a lot of these races. And you know what, Rod? A lot of them are beautiful. Like if she's putting these out, they line up. It, it's awesome. I don't even <laughs> I, think I just book out now. <laughs> I have my book I, up ready to go I, to bet whatever Whitney tells me. I can't wait to hear. Her explanations and analysis on all of these plays. And also, if you did not know, Mrs. Rory Picks was on a diehard commercial before the Talladega 500 back in like 1993. 94. We need need footage. Where's the footage? Yeah, we're going to drop that here in a little while. She's quite the popular... She's quite the popular curly-haired little girl, the sweet little princess. And then all of a sudden, she meets Mrs. Rory Picks. And, and all of the NASCAR start, stuff starts just coming back coming back to her. Well, that puts my, uh, my local grocery store commercial to shame then. <laughs> oh, here she comes. Look at this. Miss Rory Picks, round of applause. Yeah, hold on. You know what? I've got, I've got this. Hold on. I want to, I want to actually, I've got this because I know that I've, I messed it out the other day, but I've got sound pads, buddy. Let's Look go, that. baby. Yes. Let's go. How are y'all doing? How you doing? We're, hey, we're just drinking away over here, having a damn good time. Didn't know you were an actress. Cheers. Hey, oh, she's drinking some bush light. Now we're talking. Cheers. Okay. All right. I'm so a I'm a bush latte believer. That's, I can roll with That's imperative. So, Miss Rory picks. Um, I have heard in the past that you have actually made some picks and you have won. And I just showed the guys before <laughs> you came up here that I have my sports book pulled up and ready to pull the trigger when you tell me who's going to win the race this weekend. Oh, oh God, she's got oh, notes. Oh, I am doing everything wrong in life. She's way, she's way more prepared for this than I Than he ever will be. Literally never. I, You are going to be on my hold, show. Screw Rory. I'm having you on the show. Whitney, hold it back up. I'm taking a screenshot. Hold it back uh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Screenshot that. <laughs> Boom. Oh, yeah. All right. Talk us through it. What you got? All right, trucks. I'm 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 on Zane Smith too. Okay. Plus four hundred. Okay. Xfinity. Noah Gregson. Yes. And um, just saying, I hope Brandon Jones puts Gibbs ass in the wall. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> tell him. <'em>. Tell him. <'em. laughs> 
Oh man, that was awful. Um, cup series. I'd love to see Larson. That's my man, but, um, I'm rolling with Ross on this one. Let's All right. go. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't think any of those are bad bets. The favorite bet that I have, and I wish there was action on this, is Brandon Jones wrecking Ty Gibbs because I'd pay money to see that. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. You don't want to. You don't want to pay the juice on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to pay the juice on that though. That thing would probably be juiced up to like minus ten thousand or something yeah. like that. Now, Whitney, were you at the Saturday race? I know you went to the Sunday race. Were you at Saturday too? Yeah, I was there. Uh, oh, God. So, you, so, okay, so walk me through the process of the double bird to Ty Gibbs oh, on the front man. stretch. I will tell you what. <laughs> Hashtag Rory stories, baby. Fa- that was supposed to be a family outing. And legit, I looked over, and this mug has crushed. I mean, I can't even tell you how many bush lattes he drank that day. <laughs> It had to have been the whole 30 rack. I was like, what in the Sam Hill? And I look over and, oh man, he's, you know, didn't his burnout. And I look over and all of a sudden he's just gigging him, like double gigging. Our kids are standing there. My oldest son like punches the hell out of my arm. And he tells me, he's like, mom. Rory is on the big screen, just gigging, double gigging. And I'm <laughs> dear God, I can't. I just can't. Uh, I can't. Where was, so where was he in the set? Because listen, I know that when I was watching the, the live broadcast, there was actually somebody in in the view that was giving Ty the finger. So I don't know that I didn't just see Rory on TV. <laughs> was he close enough to the start finish line to where that was actually him? So he was in the grandstand, but the guy behind us, he several times was just running down there and just gigging, gigging, gigging. And oh man, all of a sudden, I I mean, I just, it was horrible. I looked over and man, I'm like, please just stop, (laughs) please. Well, it's one hell of a picture. Rory tweeted it earlier and it is absolutely one hell of a picture. Oh, well, yes. Big old circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, Rod, he's like probably halfway between start-finish and turn four. And you just see this bright red hat with two black-sleeved arms, just middle fingers blazing. Beer in the left hand. Beer, Beer in the left, the left hand. hand. That's just beautiful. Up. Like, oh, wait, is that is – that, they did show this. Is that you? Yeah. Oh, they showed that on TV. They showed that on the broadcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Rory. I laughed so hard at that guy, and I did not know that was you. That is so freaking awesome. Oh, my God. I was like, like, dude, that guy is us right now. (laughs) Yes, literally. I literally was because – he cost me Brandon Jones in a matchup over Sammy Smith, asshole. That was on TV, Rory. That was encapsulated for the world to see. Beautiful. I, I got to go back and find the recording of it, but God, that was awesome. Yeah. Damn right. All right. Is there another Rory stories? Or was that it? Oh. 
Got any more? That was it. How could there be another? That one was that one was classic. I can't believe I just left the door open for to tell another story. And I thought she was gonna go into Sunday and tell us tell us about Sunday. That was an experience. That's pretty cool. Come on. Oh yeah. Let's hear walk us through the day. Sunday. I mean, it was just uh Rory and I back. We didn't have the kids on Sunday. And so it was a lot, you know, more relaxed and we could really actually have a good time just together. Um, but of course in the pits, you, you can't, you can't drink, you can't, you know, anything like that. So, um, <laughs> we had to walk back to the truck a few times. Um, <laughs> and, um, oh man. And then I finally convinced him to get us into the race, like actual grandstands. I'm like, I am tired of standing here, like trying to watch it on a screen. Um, you know, I'm like, can we, can we just like try to go <laughs> in the grandstands? I, I even offered to buy the tickets with my own money. I'm like, I will purchase them, like whatever we need to do. He's like, all right, well, uh, okay, we can just walk up there. Let's just see what they'll, they'll let us do. And, um, it was like 190 laps left in the race. And he found this, um, girl that was checking people in and he was sweet talking her. And, you know, he's like, it's only 190 laps left. He was like, you know, do you think me and my wife could just go see if we can find a seat? And she said, well, I can't guarantee that you find a seat, but yeah, just, just go on in. So Very we, sweet talking to somebody. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> I make friends with everybody, you know, it's just. He'll talk to the ball. I mean, I was enjoying, <laughs> I was enjoying the sights that I was. Oh, I know with there. you. I know that he'll talk to the ball. I mean, we, I seen Kurt Busch pushing the tire carrier right by me. I was, I just happened to be there on that end of pit road at the time. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, baby, there's Kurt Busch. I'm, pr I'm pretty damn sure that was Kurt Busch. And he's pushing a tire carrier. I was like, holy shit, this is cool right here. Yes. Uh, yeah. Highlight of the day was um, when I saw Larson and he was literally almost brushed by me. And I look up and I'm like, oh, I'm like, can I just give him a hug? Like, you know. <laughs> I actually have How a short better, is he? I have a better Larson story. Okay. Is it about how short he is? Yeah. So he is we, short. we waited outside of his hauler and he signed one person's stuff and dude was straight up in the zone. Like I'm gonna go out here and spoil everybody's shit and go win this race. Like he wasn't talking to anybody went straight to his race car pretty much to go take some pictures or go to driver introduction, whatever the hell he was headed to. So after all that was over, you know, Whitney has to use the restroom. So I'm standing right here at the hot dog stand, everything right here in the middle restrooms on the other side. And here comes up this guy and he's got on the Hendrick Motorsports jacket and you can tell, like, most of the time when somebody is, like, with them or whatever, he's like, I love your hat. 
That is freaking awesome. I was like, thanks. And then here comes Kyle walking right behind him. I was like, what's up, Kyle? And he gave me the head nod. And I was like, do I immediately go put some money on the smoke right now or or or, or what? Like I thought you were gonna get us a guest for the offseason, dude. What the hell? Perfect yeah, and opportunity. Then, and then here comes here comes Whitney rolling out of the bathroom. And I was like, you just missed your moment. Like he just straight up come through here and told her the same story. And then she seen it, seen him that time on Pit Road. And and I was wondering if I was gonna be a divorced dude, you know. <laughs> I was like, she's gonna tackle him right here. He's hot. Oh hell yeah, Rod. So Rod's holding up a picture of him and Larson. Where was that? Let's this go. was at Sonoma. This was at Sonoma the year that he won the championship. Uh Let's or, go. No, sorry, not the, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. This was uh that was Sonoma. I uh, I was at the media row. And uh, walking out, and I, wa- I, I, I left the bathroom, and all of a sudden, in comes Kyle, uh, Kyle Larson, and I was like, uh, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything in there." So I just sort of milled around out front, uh, knowing that at some point he was gonna have to come out, and so I was kind of like, "Oh, uh, yeah," and uh, I'm acting like I'm doing something, and then all of a sudden he comes walking by, and I was like, "Oh, hey, Kyle, can I, uh, can I grab a picture?" And sure enough, there it was. So yeah, let's go, hell yeah, awesome, nice. All right, y'all. This was one hell of a show. The last one of the regular season, and we'll have we got some fun stuff cooked up for the off season. But Rod, thanks for hopping on with us. You know, we finally got around to you. I know you're a busy guy, so thank you for taking time out. And uh, we left you a little bit of time on this beautiful Wednesday night to enjoy yourself. We there was there was a smidge of a possibility that this was going to go pretty late, but I think we got all of our points across. So. Rod, thanks. Rod Via Gomez, thanks for joining Villa us. Via Gomez, <laughs> we we save we save the final show for you to en- to end off the regular season. Like Rod, Rod's one of the hottest cappers there is. Like, dude, straight up sick. That that hot streak that you guys went on in the middle, like. You know, metal towards going into the playoffs. Like, that was freaking amazing. Loved it. Now, you like, hit Harvick, right? Twice? Yeah, I did. That's insane. <laughs> awesome. I'll drink uh, to that. I listen, I, I have a soft spot for the guy. Like I said, he was my brother's favorite driver. And it's just, you know, mine's not mine's not in the sport anymore. So I had to go somewhere. And it was a uh, bleeding heart for the guy. He, he and I are the, around the same age, too. And we're both from California, and uh, just like Jimmy Johnson. So, it's hard not to root for the guy, you know? Fair enough. I love Happy Harvey. And his crew chief. I'm going down there in the, about a month. I'm going to take the kids down there to see the Christmas lights at Charlotte. And I'm oh, going to yeah. go get up with Brian. I'm going to go meet my hero, Rodney Childers. And yes, hopefully sir. Happy Harvey will be there that day, too. There you go. All right, guys. Any final words? Thank you, Rod. Oh, yeah, seriously, thank you, Rod. Listen, my face, I don't know that I've smiled this much in a long time, so I appreciate your guys' time because this is, you know, like I said, smiling, it doesn't come very often when I'm talking on the microphone, so you guys, and just entertaining me like you always do every week, so uh, like I said, I just got to be here for it this week, so I appreciate you guys for even having me on in the first place. Yes, sir. Well, we'll have you on in the off season to break down some drivers and uh, and start getting prepared for next year after we got a year under our belts, the next-gen car. 
All right. Oh, one last final shout out. Kyle Scott. He is the man that is behind all the editing. Thank you. He's coming on board this week. He's going to he's gonna do a much better job than I am. So shout out Kyle Scott. I know he helps out with some of IBT Media's stuff in between media. So shout out him. And uh, we'll see you guys maybe in a couple weeks, maybe next week. I don't know. Maybe we'll take a couple this weeks. It's going to happen pretty soon. I'm gonna yeah, it up, will. I want to turn this into a to a long offseason because I already lined up somebody. I'm hoping for the hero championship, put some golf picks out. My man, Teaser Nation. Yes, sir. Let's do it. He's he's pretty damn good. So, Rod, Rod, you do any golf? Uh, no, no. That's the one sport I try to stay away from. Not not because I don't think it's a good sport, but boy, I, I don't know if I, I have the with It's tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. But there are some guys that are really good out there. There's no doubt. We've got no, some they, sharp guys on the SGPN that know the golf. Hell yeah. They actually consider me a pretty good golf capper. Is that right? Are you <laughs> gonna are you gonna identify as a golf capper now? Because you can do that. I now. actually might be better at golf, but NASCAR is oh shut your pie hole, one, dude. One hey, I'll follow you for picks. Golf. I don't care. I'll tail them. Put yeah. it all out there. You should put it all out there, dude. Put it I all do. out there. I do once NASCAR is over. I'm I'm good from we get here now. I start watching it a little bit and carries on into like and then once Daytona 500 there, it's just like all right, game on, baby. I can ride out what I've seen and I know like players past here and whatever. And then once it hits the summer stretch, it's just whenever the majors come up whatever concentrate on that for that one week and nascar though it has my heart that that's my that's my sport i've watched a whole hell of a lot of nascar races so been to a whole hell of a lot of nascar races probably 50 or more at least if not i don't know i have to go back that would be an interesting day Count up how many NASCAR races you've been to. What? Let's do it. Let's do it for We're our next all show. We're one together next year. Oh yeah, we got to plan a big one. Rod, we got to get everybody to Vegas, baby. Ooh, Vegas. Yeah, I'm Rod going to Vegas. Hop on with us live for a whole entire show instead of just a segment. Guarantee you that. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Um, Sayonara, episode 10, season finale, Phoenix. I appreciate you guys. Beer don't. Beer don't, baby. Beer don't. Throw it up, y'all.